don't think consumers differentiate between 85 95 and 90 people only differentiate between 0 and 100 at the top there's only room for one right i believe in india 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that i see is not thought creating is easy what to create is a million dollar question hi You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. Don't we all want to create iconic brands even when we launch a new brand? But when the brand is new, when one has just started out, there's limited money and one is using digital only for communication. then what should one do to have all the makings of an iconic brand in this episode vani and karan amin discuss what it takes to build an iconic brand in the early stages using digital media karan amin is a path breaking creator who's won the prestigious can gold lion award and is a passionate digital advocate for almost two decades listen on when brand are just starting out when the monies are small of course every brand has a dream to want to become a strong brand so at an early stage a brand that is primarily existing on digital primarily selling on digital e-marketplaces what does a brand do to prepare itself and to put the right ingredients in place in order to become or in order to head towards becoming an iconic brand you know, just like people watch like a lot of people watch shark tank in the shark tank there is that guy who there's a person who gets a chance to make an elevator pitch to those people would you have a brand you need to know what is your elevator pitch to the consumer you know nice. this is your this is your live shark tank episode happening on a day to day basis and you are going to be talking to that consumer what are you going to be telling that consumer how is therefore you need to design and craft through your head a very concise and clear elevator pitch that's the first thing the brand needs to have in in place second is what are your target persona who are the people that are going to buy into your brand what is their persona what is their what are their pain points what are their desires what are they looking for on the internet what are they searching for what are the platforms and sites they go to what is the description of this persona and therefore even like therefore even the different personas that fall under that so if you are yeah. you know targeting five different personas then you need maybe a different messaging for those five different personas and therefore the definition of this persona is very very important also what are the brands have to therefore even define what are the problems being faced by this consumer that they are targeting what are the primary problems this consumer is having what are the secondary problems this consumer is having and therefore how your product is going to solve these problems for that consumer and and in the most important thing is feeling what is the consumer feeling about these problems you know when when they go through these problems what do they feel because if you can bring out that feeling in your communication people will identify with it a lot better and say hey this is for me you have grabbed their attention because you have creatively visualized that feeling very nice so you said first of all have an elevator pitch yeah. then you said you must have a very sharply defined target persona please understand who is the person you are talking to what is her world view like how does she relate with the category what is the problem she is specifically facing make sure yeah. you understand the problem how will you solve the problem 
and solve the problem from the lens of how she is feeling. You must be able to solve for how this consumer is feeling. Now, two questions over here. Current number one, what are the components of an elevator pitch? What or should the elevator pitch necessarily have? That's number one. And number is this bit about the feeling. Too often I've seen that brands at a young stage start talking the emotion language. Let me do an emotional thing because I must be able to evoke a feeling because now this whole emotional connect has become very fashionable to talk about. You know, so when we talk about make sure you're, you're, you're able to connect with how the consumer is feeling, do you think that sometimes this is misunderstood to be just emotion devoid of what the product is doing? I think the very first step is that because you have, like a, as a brand, you have chosen digital. And when you have chosen digital, before you even get into making your content, very first you define what are the platforms you are going to use and why you are using those platforms. It's not like, mm-hmm. I will, you know, because I'm setting up a new brand, I'll make Instagram also, I'll make Facebook also, I'll make YouTube also, I'll make Twitter also, I'll make SEO also. You do everything because everyone Like, what is what is going to work for your brand is what is important because where does your audience lie? What are they up to? And therefore, what are they doing on that platform? Now, what happens if you discover that all your users are on something like a TikTok? Then, right. then, then doing something like a Facebook is of no use. It's a waste time. Right? right. Therefore, Again, when you discover and you like, you know, decide that, okay, these are going to be my lead platforms, then you need to craft your storytelling what is going to work on those platforms. What are What is the consumer feeling on Instagram? What is the consumer doing on Instagram? Now, if you look at Instagram in general, Instagram itself also as a platform is pushing reels more than it pushing posts and stories. So if as a brand you put up a post, it will organically get less engagement organically than it would get with reels. So, and then if you look at Reels, as, as, your, as, as your brand, this thing, then what is happening on Reels? What is the kind of content that is happening on Reels? What is the kind of content that people are watching on Reels? Nobody is watching on Reels. You know, nobody is watching these emotional tear jobbers on Reels. They are watching fun, quirky stuff. Because that is wrapping your attention and it is far more shareable. Mm-hmm. Because if it is fun and engaging, there's a higher chance it will get shared, higher chance it will get watched again, higher chance the people will engage with it. But if it is something which is largely a tearjerker, then you will watch it only once. And you may have a tearjerker moment, you may share it, but you will not watch it again because consumer ko rona nahi hai. Consumer wants to be You know? I'm not saying that tearjerkers don't work only because reels are meant to entertain and tearjerkers don't entertain. Is that what you're saying? That's not what you're saying. No, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying tearjerkers, you can make the tearjerker, but then what are you making that tearjerker for? What is your end objective? What do you want the consumer right. to do? At the end of watching that film, do you want them to be sharing this film? Do you want them to be clicking on some link, buy something? How is that leading to some conversion or some brand affinity? Right. No, so what I'm saying is reels is equal to entertainment. But what you're saying is, A, B, be sure about what platform you are picking. Yes. That platform has to be picked after you understood where your consumer is. Because your consumer is unlikely to be equally on all platforms. So please, first of all, understand where is your consumer most hanging out at. Create for that platform. Understand how that platform works. Because 
different things work for different platforms. The kind of content that works on an Instagram reel does not work on a LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. So make sure that you understand how that platform works, create for that platform. Rio, as, a, as a brand, you want to say a lot to the consumer. You, not, you should not say too much. Like yeah. uh, using content and especially digital, you do not say too much in your ads. If I, if I take a picture, this is a generic life example. If I throw three balls at you, honey, how many will you catch? Maybe none. Yeah. <laughs> 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 throw, throw one thing at a time. Pick on, that one, pick on that one main message, that one, again, back to the elevator pitch from your elevator pitch. All the things yeah. about the brand or your product. But what is that one key thing which people are going to get excited by? You take that one key thing and you craft your creative storytelling around that and make it fun and engaging. So if you have five features, you rather make five 10 second videos each talking about an individual feature versus having one video with all five features in it. Right. But at the same time, have a clear brand proposition, which yes. is what we talk about in the elevator pitch as well. Yes. Because you can't you can't be everything. So if you are a toothpaste, you can't say A to Z. I make 50 films about the 50 different things that the toothpaste does or that the Yeah, it, 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 gum, it, it, it fix your gums also, give you fresh breath also, make your teeth white also. Like, how much do you want the consumer to take out of it? The consumer wants yeah. one thing out of it, then one, one thing to take out of it. Yeah. Actually, on this current, I want to have, I want to talk to you about a real discussion that I had very recently at a brand workshop. Okay. Now, this brand has a huge portfolio of products. First of all, we must understand that there is a difference between what I advertise, the nature of advertising and content for a thematic ad versus the content that I create for my social media platforms. Correct? Yeah. The thematic ad will be different. The, the film that I run on YouTube will be different from what I do or the content that I create for social media platforms. Now, coming to... The thematic communication for the YouTube film, okay? Very often, I've been asked, what is a hero product? I, I find that a lot of founders struggle with this concept. For example, if you remember Kurkuri when we worked on together, we had over 100 different SKUs. We had eight different product verticals in terms of the different kinds of snacks we had. But we never had equal GRPs across all. In yeah. fact, out of the eight, it was mostly masala munch that we put most of our GRPs on that did the heavy lifting of, you know, taking the entire range through. And then when we had a new innovation, when we had came up with a new uh, variant with which we wanted to create news, we advertised that. Similarly, let's say, look at the look at Apple, for example. Apple only advertises its top-end. Or when you think of like, Mercedes, Mercedes will advertise its top-end Mercedes. So, Tell me about this. How should, how should one understand that even if one has a portfolio of 20, 30 different products, you can't create a film for every product. And actually, largely true, even for the social media content. Even social media content, if I have 40 different products, I cannot create equal content for each of the 40 different products equally. Yes. In fact, that's that's a great point you're making about making so many for products. Like I'll give a classic example. If you look at India in the e-commerce space and if you have like, you look at, say, for example, a Nike. 
and a Nike under Nike fashion. It's it, while it will be called Nike fashion, but under that there is makeup also, beauty also, shampoo also. It's it's not like you you started with fashion, but then you got greedy. You look at other brands, then they are all doing similar stuff, and you're not able to zero in on what that consumer is coming to your page or your brand for. Exactly. Exactly. It's like when Zimami started out, you knew that you went to Zimami to buy lingerie. Yes. Then Zimami subsequently did it sleepwear also. Then they said we do petticoats also. Then I don't know if Zimami went into jewelry also. They went into other things. But the primary reason why I still go to Zimami or think about Zimami is if I have to sit at my desk and buy a bra. That's when yeah. I think, hello, open to Zimami. Or if I have to sit at my desk and buy a lipstick, then I'd think of Nike. But even within that, even within that, let's say even within lingerie or within color cosmetics, you can't be equally creating content or advertising for each one of the products. Yes. But when you are talking about a brand who puts up a thematic film on YouTube, then yeah. the brand has to know beforehand why are they investing in making that thematic film? Like in the old days, you put it up on TV, it gave you that reach, and all of that. But in, literally, you are hoping for it to lead to some conversion or some, something where the person clicks on something or ends up buying something or fills up a form, leaves his email address or his mobile number, some lead generation, because that's what digital can do for you. So, therefore, if you're just uploading a nice, film on YouTube, then all it's going to get is likes and views. But what's wrong with that? Can I not not use YouTube in early stages? I don't have so much money. Let's say, uh, excluding all of the retainers that I pay and excluding the production monies, etc. Let's say the amount of money that I have to put on media. Media. Yes. Media only, on the YouTube channel only, that says 20 lakhs. I've, I've already made my film, I've paid the retainer and whatever other creative fees to my various agencies. Now I have left 20 lakhs, which I will put per month on YouTube. Okay? And and I you're promoting that, using that 20 lakhs to promote that video on YouTube. Correct. I made a 20 second film and that 20 second film is about a great moisturizer. Okay? I've come up with this beautiful moisturizing cream. I made a 20 second swing about this moisturizing cream. I put it up on YouTube. And my objective is that I must build reach with this film on YouTube because I need to tell people, dear people, I've launched this new beautiful moisturizing cream. Please remember me. Please buy me. And you can buy me on Amazon. You can buy me on Nika. You can buy me on Flipkart. Yeah. So tell me for something like this, is this not a good enough objective to have that I want to build reach with YouTube? Yeah, you could. But then that that means you have those budgets to build, reach and only get views. Yeah. No, so is that a bad thing? And so, so let's say, okay, let's rewind a little bit. Let's say if I have 20 lakhs total to spend on any kind of digital media and I'm launching a new skincare brand, what would you recommend? Like, See, you're, de- you're launching a new brand, you want sales. You need numbers, right. you need conversion. You need people For to sure. buy your product and also putting out content that, hey, check out, I use this cream and this cream transformed my face. You need that user-generated content as well. So therefore, then you... What's the marketing for here? What's the marketing? All these these things you'd rather spend on than than putting out a normal video on YouTube because the normal video on YouTube is just going to get you views or likes or comments. Nice ad. 
I like this. I might try out this product. But you never know unless YouTube is running an ad campaign as well. Within that ad, like there's a banner to click on to buy that thing and you go straight and buy it. Then YouTube is giving you those metrics. There's so many people why watching this ad ended up going to your microsite and you got that conversion. But otherwise, it's just views. But if a startup brand or an upcoming brand wants numbers, they want conversion, then they got to take all their video assets and you create video assets which will run on social and digital, which will be from a conversion perspective. Okay, so let's talk a little about this only. In fact, I have very vested interest in talking to you about this because I am in fact working on a premium skincare brand. Let's say we start out with very small monies. Let's say my my budget is even smaller, not even 20 lakhs. I have only 10 lakhs to start with to put on yes. media. Okay, I come to you and I say, dear Karat, I've launched this beautiful cream and it's a, it's a premium moisturizing cream. I'm expecting people to pay 700 rupees per jar for this cream. And I have one of 10 lakh rupees. I'm, I'm launching it. I've launched it only 20 days back. Now, tell me, what can you do for me? What would you recommend? Both in terms of the creative as well as in terms of media. Talk to me about both from a digital standpoint. So first, just like I said, you do the, the, the basic breakdown of the content architecture to define both the elevator pitch, the persona, all of that. Once all of that is in place, and see, we've zeroed in on the fact that this audience is, say, just hypothetically, it's on Instagram, for example. Then I thought that Instagram is my lead platform and I'm going to get maximum leads, engagement, purchase, all of that. Those uh, clicks, people are going to my website to buy, all of that is going to come to Instagram. Right? Right. No, I'm going to be putting majority of media money in Instagram. That's okay. already first of all the question answered. Then, where, what, what, then what am I going to use in Instagram to deliver? So am yeah. I going to use stories? Am I going to use posts? What is therefore my content strategy? How often am I posting? And what all am I posting about? And therefore, what all is my content solving? So am I putting out a content that is solving someone's problem? Am I putting out a content which is educating someone on moisturizing? Or I'm putting out content which is informing someone how this moisturizer is better than any other moisturizer that you have done? Or I'm putting out a content which is purely awareness-based, which is grabbing someone's attention where someone is feeling moisturized like they've never felt before or I'm putting influencer content where influencers are saying oh my god I discovered this this cream and now it is doing so you can end up doing eight or nine different things which are solving eight or nine different pain points right right okay perfect very nice okay so Karat now tell me I mean you've been a digital guy for so long in your uh, digital world which are the brands you think that are doing a great job on any platform, I mean, it can be platform specific. You can say on this platform, I think this brand is doing a great job on this one. I think in India, there are, I mean, everybody loves, yeah, I think everybody loves Zovato and Swiggy and we see their content. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I was doing uh, content for one of my brands, uh, which is an electric motorcycle brand. And we did a piece for them for uh, April Fool's Day. And some some user actually commented saying, this is Zomato level post. Hai. It was like their KPI was met. Like, you know, there's a lot to learn also from Zomato as well as Swiggy, which is their content is not telling you go shop on Zomato today, go order on Zomato today, go order on me today. They are just saying, they've just seen what is the core. The core is love for food. And then yeah. they create content around love for food. And yeah. all those feelings, and they capture those feelings. Everything they are saying, pain points of people, feelings of people shock and awe, all these things that grab attention is what they do so beautifully in their content is what yeah. brands learn from. 
Another brand that I really, really love that gets, I feel, content really right and it's quite shocking is, and they, 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 they do it both on Twitter as well as Instagram, is Mumbai Police. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, their content is like really widely shared and they, they're really having fun. Like they're cracking jokes on things people would get arrested for. Like, like last week they made a post which is the Juven body has 208 joints, but that's why you don't need to have even one. Otherwise, we'll come looking for you. <laughs> Like smoke your joint. Oh gosh. It took me a bit to get <laughs> so They're really random because and they're punning hardcore. So people are enjoying it because people vibe it and people get on get rid of the classic. Like a classic traditional advertising if you had to write headlines for a brand. And you yeah. quote quote headlines which had puns in them, your boss would probably sack you the next day. But in digital and social media, you write poor puns. The consumers are loving you because they are writing five more puns in the comments. Right, correct, correct, correct. correct. The content becomes that much more relatable. So I think Domato and Swiggy do a great job on that. Another yeah. brand that I like, uh, that I've seen in the last few years is Whole Truth Foods. Uh, they, yeah. The way they've crafted their content, the way they craft their storytelling, as well as even the way they stuff like replying to consumers. I saw one post where there was a woman, who, they had a post on dark chocolate and some woman has commented saying, are you going to launch 80% dark chocolate? So they, they replied to her saying, like, oh my God, we do not know that you are surrendered to the dark side. <laughs> so now we have 70%, so you can enjoy that. So even in the, in the consumer reply, it's not like we, like a normal, any other brand, like, okay, we'll get back to you. Well, thank you for yeah. We play yeah. even in so the yeah. brand, all of that is clearly shown in everything that they do. That's yeah. how the well, so easier with uh, the new age brands, with the D2C brands, which are founder led, because the, there is no, there are no hazard departments. I mean, unlike the Pepsi or a where you go through a blah, 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 blah. It's sanitizing yeah. the team different people. Yes. And then there is a state set template. And then what, what is popped out is such junk that the consumers also, say. Also a lot of these brands, I think the, the, the when you think of social media, especially, you cannot be procrastinating so much on a social post. Like I've yeah. in many agencies and a single social post goes through 10 rounds of changes. Now you're spending three days breaking down on what that post is going to be. Then that post goes live and the consumer comment is the same. I like this. Nice. <laughs> and it's got it's it's of it's of it's of no use, right? You should have rather invested that time in creating some much more yeah. than breaking your head on just a social post. So people <laughs> don't you should take social for what it is. Have fun. Yeah. You know, don't know. Yeah. Hey, person like a nice person like a the consumer don't look at anything. Hey, don't kind of do use here. You know, he's just like wait on the head. He's just want to scroll up. So you yeah. have to have attention in an interesting way. So I think that's something that brands should definitely learn about is do not like hug on to social media as if it's a such a big thing. Like oh, like if, if, if your social media post at a typo, it might work for you. <laughs> Yeah, typos on right now. It's understandable. I can explain it by a human being. But like you said, no, it's not blue color use kia don't don't overthink the social. That's the yeah. other side of it also, which is that a lot of times, and I've seen this particularly with new brands. And since this discussion is especially about how do you build towards becoming a strong brand at early stages, there's also this risk of, for example, some of the brands that I'm working with, there's this obsession, by the way. It's it's a big thing to brag about. 
to very quickly say, oh, I've got a performance media, performance marketing agency. I've got a social media agency. I've got a brand marketing agency. I've got a SEO agency. I've got a design. So all my agencies are set. Like I'm, I'm big man. I have so many agencies working with me. Okay. <laughs> and now all of these agencies have super smart men and women on the other side who are all doing their respective stuff for the brand. And what happens in the process is everybody seems to be doing a lot of smart stuff, but it's not all coming together as a brand. And this is not just, it's not just about having a brand book. It's also about starting from the strategy to how do you make sure that everything adds up together to feeling like a well-knit, consistent brand and where in the process where in the quest for ultra wit and humor and you know nopicanity and all at an early stage the consumer misses who the f are in for example with zomato there is no confusion from day one there was no confusion about what the hell are these guys about you knew it's food it's food you know that i mean they weren't doing emotion led or feelings led none of that posts actually how many of their posts were devoid of food altogether? It was Zubat yeah. or Swinney. That was the hero. Anything that they did was around that. So that is another thing that I feel in the quest for creativity and particularly on social media, this bit about making the product the hero, missing the point that the consumer may not know what you sell. Yeah. Make sure the consumer knows what you sell because otherwise you have no open hell now being able to sell. And, yeah. you know, money unlimited. I think at an early stage, definitely they should, like I said, like, and I wanted to touch upon is this thing of the budget. A lot of brands have, like, just like you said, like all of that is done. Now I have 20 lakhs for media. In general, a lot of brands have digital media budget, but they do not have a digital production budget or a digital mm-hmm. content creation, scripting, ideation budget. See, in a case of like, when you were in Kukure and I was at Jerome T., there is, there is a big brand, Kukure is paying Pepsi a annual retainer, which is a big sum. And therefore, in that, there is ideation that you can get 20 scripts a month if you want. Right? Correct. But for a, but for a startup brand, they cannot afford a Jiram And Correct. therefore, they cannot be, they don't, they, they, who are they going to call who is going to write the scripts for them? And therefore, they need to set aside what is their monthly budget for kind of scripts they want based on the platform that they want to use. You have therefore you've locked a certain budget from your this marketing budget on how much you're going to spend on say ideation. Therefore, then for the ideation, how much you're going to spend on production because production is important. What is your content on your Instagram going to look like? What is your reel going to look like? What is your post going to look like? Everything. What does it look like? But let me behave like a client. Let me behave like a client and tell you. I mean, the digital film is not supposed to be expensive. Yeah, you can't compare the production monies of TV and digital. It's all digital now. So amazing stuff that works on digital looks aesthetically wow and can be achieved even with a mobile. So while you, like depending again on the brand and the kind of budget they have, a lot of brands like a Pepsi phone not shoot with a mobile phone, but a startup brand can definitely shoot with a mobile phone and still achieve the same or close to the similar quality. No, so what you are saying is just because it's a digital film, don't compromise on how the film looks. Make sure that your film looks great. Even if it's shot on a mobile phone, it can be intelligently shot on a mobile phone. It can be intelligently edited. And with small amount of money, you can make a digital film also that looks great. But it is natural to expect 
that the production monies of a digital film will be a very, very, very small proportion of what no. TV production but, monies will be. Again, I would say it is, it is script dependent and idea dependent. You know, so like if a brand does not have like big budgets, see they have only like you said, 5 lakhs or 10 lakhs in total. Then, then somebody has to come up with a script keeping in mind that everything like that is like I have an amazing idea I don't have to worry about it but you write an amazing idea like I have only 2 lakhs then why did I even ideate that script for you? Yeah Yeah So it's, it's always good to be honest if an upfront if a, if a brand is honest and he knows I have only 10 lakhs then I, from that 10 lakhs I have 2 lakhs parked for scripting I have only 5 lakhs which will go for shooting and then I have only 3 or 4 lakhs for media for example that breakup the client has to do at their end but they have to do that breakup huh. so that is a so if I had 10 lakhs I would say look I have 2 lakhs all in on for all production I need to put 8 lakhs on media no but that's the thing which is also this divide which is a lot of brands in the early stages which were moving from TV to digital were following the same TV model of 80 20 but right. the beauty with digital is that because you are not putting the same asset everywhere. You are creating multiple different assets. And therefore, it will be different. It cannot be 80-20. So therefore, you have to then do production, keeping in mind those number of assets and therefore, what the production cost is going to come to. Also, the, the way content is structured, for digitalist content is structured very differently. So you should keep other things in mind like shooting vertical video. You know, yeah. 9 by 16 in mind versus 16 by 9 in mind. When you shoot for vertical, keeping vertical in mind, that video can be used in a lot more places than a 16 by 9. Every every social media platform has stories. Almost every social media platform now is having a version of Reels as as well. So, right. Therefore, then even the scripting, the ideation, that ideation is being done in vertical. Right. And therefore, right. when, you're shooting, when you're shooting these films, you're shooting this, this digital content, you're shooting this film, you're also keeping in mind how I will then extract content which will go say for example as Facebook posts or as Instagram posts or as stories or as web banners on digital. So if it's a brand which wants you to download something, maybe there's a guy standing with a phone and saying, tuck, 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 click on this, this is how you download it, download now. So therefore, you're, from one single shoot, you're also pulling out not just one film, but 50 assets. In the case of a brand new brand, as in a brand that is just starting out, they need to figure out these things to assist that agency, to assist yeah. their to think within that so that XYZ can be achieved better. I've also seen that a lot of agencies or a lot of freelancers traditionally who don't inherently think digital are not able to plan for how a particular creative can be conceived of in a way such that you can extract those 50 assets out of it. That's why we differ. Therefore, if see a brand has defined this persona and discovered that this persona is largely on this platform and therefore what they're doing on this platform. Therefore, then you're crafting your storytelling literally based on that insight. So like say, for example, if the brand finds out that my consumer is only into memes, then you craft to a campaign which is like a meme. Right. Then he told that stuff, he'll lap you up. Right. But your, your content looking like an ad which he's going to skip off, let it scroll by. In the first three seconds is where the magic happens. You have to yeah. grab the attention within the first three seconds because after the 10th second, his attention span starts dropping. So in this first three to five seconds, 
the brand has to do three things. Three things they have to achieve in this. What is that consumer feeling, and how can you visualize that feeling in a in, in a in a video form, or what that consumer is doing? Like, does he have a shock expression? Does he have a scared expression? Something which 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 relates with someone that is watching it. So you make a right. human connection. The second right. thing is you make a very bold statement, and by this bold statement is like I said, it's from your elevator pitch. What is this main message that you want to deliver? Right. The human connection. Like you said, moisturizing creams. The headline would be, "I was fed up with all the moisturizing creams I ever had until I found this one." Okay. So you may be going, someone may be going through that as well. So they end up yeah. watching it more. And then right. the most important thing that you need to crack in the first five seconds is shock value. How are right. I grabbing the attention for that person to watch a little more so that they can catch my message? So these right. things a parent should keep in mind. What is what is the human connection? What is this bold statement that I'm making? And in this bold statement, if you watch a lot of the reels, a lot of the stuff, the same thing that the person is saying also comes as a super, as a caption. Right. right? Not even saying anything. They're just dancing to music because reels is about like using the next track. But the message is a nice caption. Because you yeah. have that caption and then that sticks in somebody's head. And three right. is shock. You need to have that shock value going. Very nice, but would these three rules apply across all kinds of categories, across all kinds of products? What if I were a really serious product, and Karan, you and I have both worked on this category. If I were a surgery brand, and let's say the audience is all tier two audience, and they are all on Josh or on Moj, yeah. and we have to how, and we have to sell them say a varicose vein surgery, then would this still apply? I mean, of course, it would apply because you are you are grabbing that consumer's attention in an interesting way. You are you are, you are leading with a human emotion because, yeah. like you said, I, 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 I can't make uh, a mockery of the subject because this person can't make a mockery of the subject. But that's like I said, you you have to grab the person's attention and you have to. So in this case, your your storytelling medium would change. You would have you would do less of shock and awe. And you'd probably do, you'd bring out that shock and awe with something which is informative or educative. Right. That is the value that brand is adding. You are shocking someone with an information. Like so many women have varicose vein. And it, it can be solved in just a day. What? Yeah. And then you yeah. have another, like you have to imagine you have two people there and one person is saying this to another person and it's like, really? Like, I didn't know this. Did you know this? Now the consumer watching this is on already what hooked in. See, uh, the very important thing for irrespective of what brand it is, you have to clearly define what are the hooks. Yeah. Grabbing and creating these hooks is what makes your content that much more impactful and that much more engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So the other thing I want to tell you is, for example, there was this financial management wealth investment platform that I was working on. So I'm a serious brand. I must have my, my investors trust me with their money that I will take the best decisions for you uh, in terms of where I invest your money. At the same time, we also want to appeal to the young, happening millennials, okay? And the short quote, by the way, for all millennial advertising seems to be song and dance. Me and song and dance. The point I'm making is that there is this balance between creating for what inherently works for the platform Versus what the brand is about, what the brand's DNA is. So if the brand is a serious 
informative, needs to educate, needs to win the consumer's trust and is a very high involvement product. While the platform is seemingly the go-to for entertainment, how does one balance it? Very easy, just because just what we defined earlier, which was what platforms are they on? Now your high net worth individuals, they're checking out other blogs or they're checking out other uh, websites, which are news websites, financial times and all those things. It's going to lure them versus what is going to lure that 21-year-old is a different story. Right. And, and so when I'm talking to the CEO who has shitloads of money and is watch, and is reading the Economic Times every day, that creative for Economic Times is going to be very different from the creative that I do for, for the 30-year-old who has just decided I'm going to start SIPs and the 30-year-old is hanging out on Instagram. Now over here, so the brand has to be talking to the 30-year-old. The brand is also talking to the CEO on economic times. Yes. And at the same time, the brand can't become a fractured identity because I can't become someone I'm not. Yeah. The messaging changes, the DNA does not. See, in the mm-hmm. old world, when you are making a television commercial, this the same brand would make one television commercial and assume that both the INET individual as well as this 21-year-old are going to watch the same television commercial and come to me. That's mm-hmm. not good work. Correct. It's not going to happen because both are not going to be pulling out the same information from it. Yeah. You want different information given to the 21-year-old and different information given to the high-net individual. Mm. Mm. Why are you retaining the brand's DNA, you said? Yes. Which means yes. that the brand's DNA, first of all, has to be clearly defined in the minds of the brand custodian. Well, what am I should be clear yes. uh, for the person who's actually giving the brief to the agency. Yes. Then the agency has, has to understand that and be able yes. to maintain that brand's DNA. Great. I think this was a fantastic discussion. Is there anything else you think we should be talking about? Something which I, I, I love and it's, I mean, he's a marketing guru and he, it's a thing, the things that he has said probably 10 years ago also applied today is this quote from Seth Gordon. It says uh, that marketing is no longer about talking about the stuff that you make. Like, do not, right. if all your advertising efforts, all your marketing efforts, especially for a startup brand, is all about check out my product. It's me, yeah, it's me, yeah, it's me, yeah, it's me, yeah. Then you're not going to grow or become that iconic brand. You really want to become that iconic brand. Then you've got to make your advertising or your marketing efforts about telling stories. What yeah. story? How interestingly can I make the story? How engaging can I make the story? How can I even make the consumer a part of my storytelling? You yeah. know, just like user-generated content. Somebody is now, you have sent a new moisturizing cream. How many users are ending up buying my cream and without me having a contest, she is happily sharing my my product in her stories. How am I empowering the consumer to to do that? And yeah. and and do that when they know that the brand is relaxed brand that they can engage with. So yeah. therefore, you need to tell stories and tell interesting stories. The more interesting yeah. stories, which are more insightful with what's happening to the consumer. What is the consumer feeling? Yeah, break that alive. We are far more engaging. Which means you must understand your consumer. What are they doing on platforms? What's exciting them on platforms? And therefore, very important thing is that brands should have, especially startup brands or upcoming brands should have a good checklist on content creation. They should know that they should try and shoot vertical, like I said, you know, don't stand if you're like a lot of startup brands, they don't even need a production house. They just get a selfie stand, like an influencer selfie stand, 
attach the camera on that and then stand in front of it and tell your story when it is like just do that and also like also in lot of cases like i said design contents from mute design content from mute storytelling oh wow wow fantastic yeah while you are showcasing your product showing something you don't want people losing attention so as much as you can you should tell the story in mute and just have nice captions which highlight what happens very simple very very simple reel which is very effective is just there are these people dancing and they'll just point their finger and say these are the five things you should not do these are the five things that you should do it's it's very easy to watch it's very easy to take the information out of it as well and well as remember i really like what you said about making sure that the content works on mute because very often i've seen even for digital a lot of the films that are presented a lot of the digital thinking it is very very heavily dialogue based and if you don't if you're not listening to that dialogue with a 100% attention like literally processing it as though i have to write an exam after this to reproduce what i heard it's impossible to get the message that that is i think that irrespective whether it's tv or digital irrespective now the audiences have moved on because there's just so much clutter i've become a huge believer in visual storytelling if i were to switch it on mute irrespective of tv or digital i must be able to immediately get acha ye bola ye proposition hai ye product hai there should be zero ambiguity on what the uh vesting is with just plain visual also a very important point for startup brands is to know that on digital there is a lot you can do other than just making a video right a lot of brands like digital video banate hain like just put up this video on youtube that's what they end up doing where they put majority of their budgets in making this master video which goes on youtube and then you don't have any budgets left for any of your other platforms or using shutterstock or for social media content or all of that you have not you have not thought it through and also therefore your monies are getting divided you can actually end up investing your monies in things which are a lot more effective than making a video you may not even make a video you could do you could do so much more now with platforms like instagram or tiktok or even merch you can make filters people engage users use your filter engage with your filter that much like engagement people may think gifs people make memes people do all kinds of influencer tie up may not make a thing i'm just doing micro influencer Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not making a film. I'm not don't want to make a film. I want to find these ten micro influencers. Each of them will make a video for me. This episode was brought to you by Cherry Peach Plum, Vani and her team of marketers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show and if you did please do consider subscribing I also have a YouTube channel by the same name Marketing by Vani please do check that out too thank you <laughs>